0: Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool reporter, James Pearce, he's still away. Also, our LFC editor, Andy Kelly, is also not with us today. However, joining me is uh, Neil Jones. Hi, Neil. Hello. And also Paul Gorst. Hello. Hello, Ian. Now, we're here because uh, something has happened today regarding the transfer window. And um, basically, to cut a long story short, it's that Virgil van Dijk, who has been pursued by Liverpool, Chelsea and Manchester City, he's made a decision... And he's decided that he wants to come to Liverpool, uh, which we can only imagine is uh, good news for the Reds, <laughs> I thought. So they certainly judging by the reaction on Twitter that most fans are pretty enthused by the situation. Neil, we'll start with you. I mean, what's your take on it? I mean, there's no deal, there's no uh, contract drawn up, there's none of this has happened yet. But I think the hardest part was always going to be persuading the
1: player to join Liverpool ahead of City and Chelsea. And, and Liverpool, appears, to have done that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's a massive Look, they've, they've got over it. If you, if you think about... The competition that they're up against, and the fact that they only found out their Champions League fate, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the fact that they've, we hope, managed to to uh, to get a deal like this set up, I think it's uh, it's very very uh, good news for the club, and very uh, good work from the club as well in terms of in terms of that. It was um the soundings we've always had since since, since the uh, the Van Dyke deal was sort of. Touted. We've always had signs in the club that they were confident, and I think, you know, some people doubted that. Some people thought, well, mm, money talks and Manchester City talk, and you know, Chelsea—they're the champions as well—wanted wanted a piece of it. But you've got to say, a lot of it must come down to the man in charge of Liverpool, and I think um, that's that's where we, we, we got the info from that Jurgen Klopp was a very impressive figure when he's uh, he's had discussions with Van Dijk's camp and he's uh, he conveyed the right kind of message, and he's, he's he got the guy to buy into what the people are trying to do. Uh, now the, the trick is, can he, uh, can he go and finalise the deal, get a fee agreed, and, and get it over the line nice and early and have there uh, for Melwood for pre-season training? Paul, would you agree then that it's Jurgen Klopp
0: who's not finished the signing as such, because as Neil points out, it's not over the line by any stretch of the imagination yet, but it's Jurgen Klopp who's done the, the, the big groundwork here by persuading Van Dijk to, to basically reject... Antonio Conte, who's just won the league, and Pep Guardiola, who's won almost everything, admittedly not with City,
2: though. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think we spoke a couple of months back about Klopp on one of these podcasts, and we said Klopp is the, the biggest star at Liverpool. Obviously, the likes to Philip Coutinho and you know Daniel Sturridge, Firmino, and whoever it may be, but Klopp is the big pulling power, and it looks as though that uh, that's been the case for for Van Dijk's imminent arrival to um, so go head to head with Manchester City and Chelsea. Um, you know, it's big for Liverpool, and you know most people from the outside would probably see Liverpool as third favourites, yeah. uh, in, in a race for, for any player. So, um, it's a, a hugely encouraging um, piece of news for Liverpool.
1: I That's I, I, what I found out um, quite recently. Actually, it was. I, f- I think I think it's interesting. and It sort of ties into this. City City have bought centre backs in the last four years. They've bought Mangala. They've bought Otamendi. Stones. They've bought Stones. actually this was going to be the fourth. We, we we probably will buy another centre back, not Van Dyke but and they, they tried to get Laporte, uh, i Laporte, from Bilbao last summer, and they thought they had it done, and the reason he didn't have it done is because he wouldn't sign a five-year contract at City because Guardiola's only on a three-year contract, and he and he was doubtful. He said, oh, well, I don't want to commit five years, and the manager who signs, we can be going in two. And I think Liverpool have got the Klopp on a long-term contract. He's there till 2022, I think. Um, That's right, yeah, because he signed a six-year deal last year. So they've got that stability in terms of the manager... And they've okay. You can only have stability to a point. You can't have stability if if you're bottom of the league at Christmas and everything's going wrong. But they've got this, they've committed to the manager, and I think that's that has helped the situation. It's helped per, per, yeah. I'm going to say, portray this image that Liverpool, right? They know where they're going. They've got a direction now. They've got a man in charge who's going to take them somewhere. And I think that will help any player to to buy into Liverpool, coupled with the fact that it's Jurgen Klopp at the helm as well, and not. Someone else who maybe doesn't have that that gravitas,
0: hey, Paul. You mentioned then that most people on the outside would have seen Liverpool as third favourites. I mean, let's talk about it now. Did we all see Liverpool as third favourites? I I
1: thought. I, I liked what I liked what I was hearing, but I thought, I thought, Manchester City. You know, yeah. you don't. Not many clubs can 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 compete with that kind of financial power. But you know, good on Liverpool, providing they get the deal done. Let, let's let's keep saying that, obviously. But good on them for for having a bash.
2: I mean, Chelsea and City are probably two of the five richest clubs in the world, aren't they? Mm. So they could throw whatever they wanted the at Virgil Van Dijk like, and, and see if it turned his head. Um, So the fact that when it hasn't is it, huge for Liverpool. Um, and obviously the kind of Champions League footballs probably played a, a part yeah. as well. But there can be no underestimating that Jurgen Klopp, that you know, the draw that, that he's likely to have had on, on this deal.
1: If you're getting good money as well. To well, I was going to mention that. It's not like
0: he's going he's to earn buttons. I mean, Liverpool, I mean, we, we ran a story, I think it was yesterday, saying that Liverpool were willing to match, not you know, willing to match, what City and, and Chelsea were offering because there of was a suggestion last week that perhaps Liverpool weren't offering quite the same level of wages. Yeah. But I think, you know, we've obviously been quite often accused of being FSG apologists. But in this particular case, we can't argue with the fact that it looks as though whatever deal is, is on the offing, in the offing and how much he wants, to, he's obviously decided he wants to come to Liverpool and I, you know, with these kind of things, once that decision's made you know, there have been talks at some level, that's the way that these transfers work and that
1: he'll know that Liverpool are offering a certain amount and he'll, he'll be happy with that Yeah, I you've got to remember this is going to be a world record fee for the defender that Liverpool are going to be spending and you know, we've talked haven't we? Andy wrote a piece, Andy Kelly wrote a piece about Liverpool having to break the transfer record three times this summer and I'd be surprised if he's yeah, i was gonna say, him. I think yeah. it might just be the one. But, but, but I think what he what he meant in the sense was probably that so, they're gonna have to spend more than he spent on Andy Carroll yeah. three times, this yeah, yeah. and that 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 still stands. But how long has it been since we've we've talked about Liverpool with this kind of spending power, with world record fees, British record fees, that kind of those kind of numbers, and for, for for Liverpool to do it and on a defender, which it shows that they're not they're not buying a name. If you like, they're not they're not going out and buying someone who's going to sell shirts or or you know someone. Well, who's, you say that, yeah. but you say. Well, that, I mean, but, really he will, will. but
0: he will sell shirts, and he has become a name yeah. because of the fact that other clubs will have looked round and gone, "Hang on, City, yeah. Chelsea, and
1: Liverpool are all competing for this yeah. one player. He must be fairly but the, decent." But the most important thing is he's a problem solver of a sign, isn't he? He's not he's not someone to decorate the team or whatever. He's someone who they've identified a weakness and they've gone right. We need to spend a lot of money to get the right person in. You can ask questions over whether he is the right person. I, I I still think there's a fair argument that you can say, well, it's a lot of money, isn't it, for for someone who's had two seeds in the Premier League and played in the SPL and played at Groningen, but that's that's the manager's call and that's the, the, the club's call. If they if they see him as the man to fix the leaky defence that Liverpool have had for the last God knows how many years, then you've got to back the judgment.
0: You mentioned about. Um... Klopp he him being such a major influence. The fact that Liverpool have finished in the top four this season and the fact that his signings, Manet, Wan Aldum, that they've done particularly well, has that kind of I wouldn't say they were unconvinced by him, but has that given Klopp further strength to go up to FSG and say, Right, this is the player that I want. I want this much money because they've seen that he's a a success or well, been a success with these signings and as a team he's got them into that top four. Yeah,
2: most definitely. As you say, you know, your track record in The transfer market is you know Sadio Mane at 32 million, or, or you know, whatever it was, Genie Wine and Joel Matter on a free. Um, you know, I think those are the, the three big success stories for, for the players that were brought in last summer. Um, so if you go and cap and hand to your boss and say, Look, this is what I've done, can you back me? and uh, you know,
1: and, and those three. With a positive net spend, you know, you yeah. got them three in and made the money back. Christian's in, in not here, ways. we can't talk about net spend. Sorry, we you talking about XG soon <laughs> as well. <laughs> <you know, laughs> He's goal. You
0: know, it's Paul, I'm glad, Paul, glad you mentioned uh, uh, Mateef there because a point was made, not by us, I have to say, somebody else yeah. said it on, on social media, that if you add in, you know, Mateef and um, Van Dyke, yeah. that's a combined, if it's 60 million, it's 60 million pounds for two. Because obviously, Matty back. cost nothing. Back was nothing. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've spoken enough about James yeah. Milner for one season to be fair. <laughs> but that is in that way. If you look at the business, that they got a, a completely new art of central defence, Although I'm sure Daniel Lovren, who will come to in, in a bit, Paul's written a story on him today. Um, he, he'll obviously argue that I'll toss with this, but yeah. they're going to be the centre if. The deal obviously, as we keep on saying, yeah, put gets through. They will be the two centre backs for the new season at £60
1: million to get a completely new heart of defence. It doesn't look that bad, really. It doesn't look that bad. No, and I think we spoke about Matthew, didn't we? said, I think Klopp even said, you know, it doesn't matter that he was free. You know, it doesn't mean if you spend £20 million, you get a better player. We got Joel Matthew for free, and he, he, what would he be worth now? And if, if Liverpool were put, to put him up for sale this summer, they'd make, they'd make decent money on him, wouldn't he So that that was a very shrewd signing. Um, obviously, Lovren was 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 a big outlay at the time, but that's you know that looks like small for right now, doesn't it? That's going to be yeah. what, a third of the fee that Liverpool we, are going to probably pay for Van Dijk. So I don't think you can I don't think you can sniff at it. There's a lot of money in the Premier League at the moment. We we've done a, a story this week or last week sorry about the uh, the payments that have come out from the yeah, Premier League. Because how much and was it, it? 125. or uh, something? more than that. 184, I think it was or 148. Um, it's it's just it's mind blowing, you know the amount of money that's being being spent and it's going to be spent. You've seen City spending big, you know. They're already I mean, City are talking about basically buying an entire back four, and Alexis Sanchez and you know but the, the goalkeeper they've already got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like so. How much are they going to spend, Manchester United? You know, I'm talking. All right, they've they've ruled themselves out, of Griezmann, but that's suggested <laughs> in the market for a, a player of that ilk. Of that, that sort of um, status. So, you know, you're paying almost the going rate, really, aren't you, in terms of the Premier League? You're paying, if you need to solve a problem in your team and you want to go into the Champions League, you're going to have to spend big money. And whether you think that Van Dyke's worth it or not, it's the price on the ticket. But
2: I think with Liverpool as well, as though they've got the bargaining chip of Mamadou Sakho um, yeah. which, you know, they want like 30 million for him, so that'll be offset yeah. th- for the Van Dyke fee. So, Matap and Van Dyke for 60 million and then sell Shaco for, for half yeah. that. Doesn't bad business, with it's it, does it? it's he's gonna say,
1: really, does it? I was going to say, yeah, he's he's, he's, the king, he's like Rachel Riley, he
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> only, only better looking, obviously. <laughs> uh, Paul, you mentioned Lovren before. I mean, you wrote a piece today where you've, you've spotted that he did an interview. After, yeah. It was after the game in Australia. It was, yeah. At, well, where he got. go, oh, sorry.
2: We believe it was, it was after the game in Australia. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, where well, Lovren wasn't very happy with the question about uh, Virgil van Dijk, is that correct?
2: Yeah, he gets asked about well, van Dijk, and he, he before the reporters even finished his, his question, he's walked off, he just said, I don't want to talk about that, and walks off. But I think some people might have put two and two together with it, being, you know, his place is under threat. I personally think it was just an issue of the season was over, post-season trip to Australia, yeah. done and dusted, and he didn't want to talk about transfers, yeah. he just wanted to... Others bags and get on his all of these, which fair
1: enough. Yeah. I mean, also, also, I mean, it's not for, it's not for Dejan Lovren. It, yeah. If he if he if Dejan Lovren goes, oh, I'd love the words of Van Dijk at Liverpool, it's a massive. It becomes a massive thing, doesn't it? You know, you get clubs take some sometimes take unkindly into that, that, that type of thing, yeah. and it could affect. I mean. Maybe not affect negotiations, but it could certainly create a bit of a bad feeling. We've had Southampton we have 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 a bit of a bad, bad feeling in the past, over and Lovren's already hated by Southampton <laughs> fans. If he was to, if he was to be talking about taking the other centre-half away from them as well. I think that would have gone down. Because there will so- come a point where Liverpool go to St Mary's and every
0: player gets booed. Yeah, Just, because, because yeah. Like, just every time the, yeah. the ball Shut comes up. I think yeah. like,
1: yeah. there will come, come a point where Liverpool will sign a player during a game at Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll take so, uh, Ryan Burton will just come up with the second uh, half. And uh, 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 kick.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. Changes at halftime <laughs> <Yeah>. from Southampton <laughs> to That's Liverpool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> are we that fussed that it's another Southampton play? Are we that bothered? No, not at all. It's not just buying Southampton players for the sake of it. it? Um, particularly with players of Van Dijk's quality, it will take it up to what, 150 million Southampton in three years. But um, you know, that, <laughs> keeping, them,
0: them, keeping them afloat. No yeah. uh, but going back to going back to Lovren. While he probably won't be particularly impressed, but then that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, Liverpool yeah. got, hopefully, for Liverpool's case, play an awful lot of games next season. And we know that Matip and Lovren aren't the most
1: durable of people. They yeah. do pick up yeah. the odd knock. Whereas. I, well, I think. Sorry, I was going to say, Matip, I think he might be one of those that you see a lot of rotation with him next season because I think he's, he seems to have this ankle issue or he seems to have issues. Maybe, maybe beyond the ankle, maybe related to the ankle in terms of muscle. So I think if you've got Champions League game on a Wednesday and a trip to you know Newcastle or or somewhere like that, and least at Sunderland, then we won't be, we'll be playing them. <laughs> no. Sorry, thanks for that Moisey. <laughs> Um But if you've got if you've got Liverpool going somewhere on a Sunday, you'll see, I think you'll see Lovren play play games. If, if Lovren's got you know anything about him, he'll go. Well, I'm going. I've got a long term contract. I'm well paid. I've played most of the game, games the last couple well, of seasons. sand has he? Yeah, yeah. He must have known. That's he true. must have known, but he's not totally yeah. daft. Yeah, footballers aren't yeah, stupid. He, he, I'm pretty sure part of the discussions will be: Are you going to be looking to sign a centre back this select mm. Yes,
2: yeah. but is a particularly confident person anyway. Yeah.
1: so you know, you'd imagine he'd back himself. Yeah, he should do. He, I mean, you don't want him at the club if he if he, if he thinks. Oh me yeah. up the scene I mean, you know, well they know this just, when they sign for, yeah. for,
0: for let's face it Liverpool are one of the bigger clubs that there is always going to be this competition yeah. for a place that yeah, was yeah. the problem that the season just yeah, finished yeah. is that in certain positions there wasn't any and that and Liverpool just about got it over the line
1: yeah. well I mean what do we think well Van Dijk a well I was I mean, going to say this, oh, the next oh, question yeah. I was going
0: to ask is not so much is he worth 60 million pounds because it could be 60 it could be 50 and we could yeah, be yeah. here all day talking about whether players are worth that amount of money but We've all seen him play. What do we actually think of him? I mean yeah. I'll start I'll start with you, Neil, yeah. you brought it up.
1: I like like him a lot. But um you've got it's I think it's it's a very hard position centre back at the moment in in, in the league. Uh, sorry in, in Europe the way the way football's going, attackers are so gifted and you know, everyone's so technically adept and movement's so good and, you know it's a, it's a, it's a forwards game isn't it football you know it's 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 designed for that the balls fly you know the the offside rules a little bit sort of it so i think it's hard to be a great centre back i think he's potentially a great centre back in the premier league i don't obviously he's only only done it to a certain level and you have to say that he hasn't played since january he's played a season and a half mm. in the premier league but he's
0: only 25 as well that 25. is that is very young for a yeah. for a
1: centre back i mean there's things he's done. He, he was brilliant. We went down to Saint Mary's in November for the uh, game nil-nil that Liverpool drew. <laughs> Didn't score obviously against Southampton <laughs> in uh, four attempts last season, and he was he was outstanding. But he was he was classy with it. You know, he was like he was real sort of. You can see players. I always, I was thinking if a player player makes a mistake, being a bit arrogant or cocky, I think you can sort of go all right. You can accept that. I think when you see them you do things in a game, and you go, "Wow, that, that was that was really good." And he done two or three things where it was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." Firmino he was up against. Sturridge came on later on, and he just he just looked he looked like he was playing almost in, in third gear. He, he was just yeah. he was just cruising through it, and he, and if he needed to go and go out to right back and step it up and get a level, he could do. And he, I like I like the fact that he seems to have gears. I've seen a goal he scored for Celtic in the SPL where. I, I've never seen it before I only saw it today but he just he just steps out of the fence knocks it between about three and then just just like runs to the edge of the box takes on someone else and slots it in you think that's a center after and that takes three kicks you know he's got a, he's got a threat set pieces big strong got pace 25 hmm. and now this is his big move isn't it this is you know he's had Celtic you know expectation up in Scotland he's had Southampton uh Premier League proven. Now it's a big move to go into Champions League and show that he can uh, he can be what we suggest that he can be because he's got all the attributes.
2: Yeah, I can only I Neil said I remember watching the, the game. I can't remember if it was the League Cup or the the goalless draw in November. But Sturridge was you know how good Sturridge is, and Van Dyke was just like like men against boys. He was yeah. just batting them off, and he didn't get a sniff all game. Um, Van Dyke slight worry is he hasn't played since January, so by the time the new season rolls around. You in the play for seven months competitively. Um but in terms of ability wise he kinda reminds me of a young real Ferdinand almost. You know, th- that ability to, to bring it out to the defence, you know. He he's, he's got that, that style where it just looks like he's he's just easing through games, but that's um it's not an easy trait. And, you know, I I think He's a top-draw player.
0: I mean, I've seen him play a few times this season. I saw him play down when Everton went to Southampton, yeah. and Southampton won 1-0, they scored really early on. Yeah. But but there was one point in the game where Van Dijk had clearly got so bored with the fact Everton weren't doing much attacking that he just he wandered off, wandered upfield, went into the went into the box, and was like playing these passes around the edge of the box, running into the box, to the point where I actually turned to, to one of the Southampton people and said... Where's he meant to be playing in this game? He says, no, he's definitely playing centre-back. He's playing centre-back. <laughs> yeah. and he's basically, he's playing centre-mid. I think Rom, romeo or, or someone like that was playing. He was playing like, for like 10, or 15 minutes in front of him. He just dropped in. Yeah. He, just, like, he just went, no, I'm just going now. Yeah. And he, he, he reminds me in that respect, and don't have a go at me for saying this, David Luiz, yeah. in the sense that David Luiz, who I've had a bit of a downer until this season, he's always been a great footballer, but he couldn't quite work out what position he wanted to play in. Whereas I think Van Dijk, the difference though is that Van Dijk again, is a good footballer, because we often see, you know, centre-backs aren't don't have the tricks and flicks, and not all that, as Neil, you pointed out, that yeah. you don't see centre-backs running upfield and scoring goals the, weird, the, the way, no, yeah, yeah. exactly the <laughs> way, but he's got it in him, because he's such a good, natural footballer, but yeah. somebody who also clearly likes defending, he likes yeah. that challenge, as Paul said, with storage, he likes to knock people over, and, and it is like sometimes watching Santon play when he's been playing, as though, like when you have like an... A kid when you younger age levels like when you were, when you were growing up there was always this one lad that was bigger than the rest <laughs> of them.
1: Like it's a little bit like that. Yeah, I I also think if you look at the way Liverpool play, the type of defender they need is someone like that who who one on one defending. You know they're going to be playing again on counter attacks. It's going to be balls. You know, switching. You think back to like um, early days of last season, Burnley. You know, where they, they just they, they were turning Liverpool and Clavan couldn't couldn't really cope with it. And Andre Gray was causing problems. You can imagine Van Dyke and, and Matty being a lot more able to cope with that, running into channels and just you know keep seeing people off with the arm and turning out and then playing into midfield. You've got I, I was name dropping today, but I spoke to Jamie Carragher today for a for an Anfield Extra podcast, and he was talking. This was before the news had broken, so he, he wasn't he wasn't armed with the uh, the information on, on that. But he was talking about the demands that are placed on centre backs and the fact that they're not just expected now to, you know, you've got to, you, you can't be a top level centre back if you can't play out in triangles with your full back. You can't be a top class centre back if you can't go to the wide areas and defend. You can't be if you can't do your your penalty area. You've got to you've got to push up to the halfway line in certain games because. Teams are sitting deep with a low block. You've got to be on the ball more than anyone else in the game. They're always the top passes. You know, either the centre midfield or the centre half. Are always the top passes when you do the stats after the game because you see the most of the ball. And you've got to you've got to have these mythical leadership qualities as well and organisational skills. And it's that's why. That's well, why this is the first time yes. centre backs cost this much money. But I think people are are onto how important it is if you can nail that. Is he the captain, Southampton? So, uh, he, he has been the fL yeah, left in, in January that's and he, right yeah. Stephen mm. Davis I think is the club captain. I mm. think he's the team
0: captain because that's a point day. that i don 't think many people have picked up on is that Paul he has got those leadership qualities and that's something that certainly at the start of the season when when they were having that Liverpool were having that kind of problem around january that there was some question marks over that that kind of aspect of
2: their team yeah definitely um it's a similar thing with adam Holana really no one really thought of him as a leader but he was southampton captain yeah. when Liverpool bought him um but well, yeah, as you as you say, know, these type of leadership qualities that you're alluding to. Um, you know, Van Van he's got that technical ability as you mentioned, and you know he brought that through because he, he, that's kind of the way they teach it in, in yeah. Holland, and you know he's a Dutch international, so he's always yeah. going to be comfortable with the ball. But um, that that goes back to you know mentality and, and that kind of thing. Um, but if you're paying that kind of money for for a centre back, you, you know you'd hope that they'd have to lie. Um, and it does seem to.
1: One, one thing about it is, and it'll be a question that'll be asked if and when he signs, is, OK, you, you, you've done well, you've done well. Now, now you are you are in the John Stones category. You are in where where they're not just watching you on Match of the Day, five-minute mm. segues, where you, where Alan Shearer says, oh, look at Van Dyke here, he's great, he does this. Now they're saying everything you do is, you're the most expensive defender in the Premier League, most expensive defender in the world, perhaps, Everything is you're expecting to do it week well, in, week wherever out out. he was going to end up. Yeah, yeah, it was it would gonna, be exactly the same, month, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think almost even more at Liverpool now because I think you'll get people saying, Oh, well, he could have gone to Guardiola, he could have he been there. You know, if, mm. if Liverpool were below City in the league after after you'd be like, Oh, well, Van Dyke's made a mistake or you know, he's done this. You know, I, I think I like what, I, what I've seen of him in terms of, I think. He might have the right character to handle that. And it's a bit of a Dutch a Dutch mentality, isn't it? That they, they are they don't lack confidence. They don't lack sure. confidence. Yeah. And I think the I mean we see Genie the most relaxed people around, you know, they, I think they trust their own ability. They may be the the some players are accused of not having the sort of killer instinct to just go on they, they almost enjoy them enjoy football more than more than um, the winning side of it. But I think he's he seems to have a good blend of both of I them. Mean, he's won stuff with Celtic. He's played for his country. He's captain of the team in the Premier League, and now, now he's gonna, uh, he's hopefully, gonna come to Liverpool.
2: He's, he's gonna be under the microscope more, more than ever, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Especially for Liverpool fans. I mean, how how long have we waited? You know, for for it feels like talking about him every day for about five months. You know, that he could be a possible sign. Liverpool fans are rejoicing at the moment. Before it's even done, once he's here, it's gonna he's gonna be expected to be. Game change. If and he's going to be
0: rated by us for the match ratings yeah, every single so like week, which is easy. He will, he will be scared of my yeah, my, miserly, my miserly my ratings.
1: <laughs> but we have to
0: obviously say that the deal it's not, obviously it's nowhere near being done. There's no fee being agreed. There's no no, no contract. Going, yeah, exactly. It, it, could like it could be it could be, but you know we be in. Let's be let's be adult about this and grown up and say we, we have to assume that with the player having decided that yeah. he wants to go to Liverpool, it will almost certainly get done because obviously going back we joke about Liverpool and South Southampton, but. Nearly every, I think every deal got done in the end that they wanted between yeah. the pair of them, so they've been down this road a few times. Final point then, um, if you're one of these players who's been thinking about or been contacted by Liverpool over the last couple of months, because Jurgen Klopp said that most the, after the Middlesbrough game that most of the work is pretty much done in terms of presumably convincing players to come, if you see that Van Dyke has chosen Liverpool and Klopp ahead of Chelsea and ahead of Man City... That kind of making your mind up that, you know, actually, I wouldn't mind getting in with that. There's obviously something happening at Anfield.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously Klopp's taking to the pool into the four, so that, I hasten to say, the web project is, you know, swindling along nicely. That's exactly where they want to be at this stage. Um, so, you know, players will look at it and they will see Klopp and, you know, even like Kevin Prince-Broteng played under Klopp for like three months and said he was the greatest manager uh, he'd ever worked with and yeah. players who hadn't played in, in five months were looking forward to Saturday because he thought they might have had a game, even though they, you know, they were getting frozen out essentially. Um he is that type of play, uh, manager. It's it's infectious and players might look at him and think, yeah, that's where I want to be going, but um you know, Chelsea they was they were street ahead of everyone last season where mm. being, yeah. know, they and I they
1: okay. haven't got any Well, I've already seen Premier League footballers, you know, not necessarily ones Liverpool want to sign or, or anything like that. Just just people on Twitter comment and they've seen the story and saying, "Wow, you know, blimey, it's serious." Liverpool getting Van Day, you know, they will. It makes people sit up and, and take notice. It's a massive statement sign, It's a massive amount of money, and it's it's one that hopefully will have a knock on effect. We know Liverpool want other other areas. They want Mohamed Salah. They, they want Naby Keita. Probably a forward will be in there somewhere surely a left back will be in there somewhere as well so I think if you if you're going with uh, and I, I'm I, I'm almost saying that in the discussions with people like kaita and 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 others I'm sure Jürgen Klopp will be saying we're getting Van Dyke, you know he'll, he'll, he'll have been saying mm. we're getting, we're getting very, He you not you won't have just this won't be sprung on these players of like that so I think he'll have been using that and I think you have to you have to expect that that's what he was talking about when he was saying this is the work is done you know yeah, we've got well, the groundwork yeah, yeah. We've, we've 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 met these agents we've met these representatives parents whoever whoever you need to meet to, to convince and we believe that we've made a good impression and, and obviously and of course the thing
0: Chelsea and Man City would have been doing exactly the same thing yeah so they have all done their pitch to the player yeah. and he he basically he's, he's said now Liverpool's yeah. where I want to be yeah. you know, and is he basically saying then that he expects Liverpool to be. Challenging with City and Chelsea next season is that is that what we have to read from this I, decision? Because it's not a deal yet, as we keep on mentioning. No, just I in don't case, think, I don't
1: think you can you can argue that. I mean, he's probably looking. City finished two points above Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, Chelsea were fourteen. Was it fourteen it was in way, the end? It was, it was a long way. That. But but then, the, the, but then Liverpool so. had a nightmare. Yeah. You know, like Liverpool, you, you can point to January almost and say oh, if Liverpool didn't have it, I don't know everyone can do that. But they were still for a little bit. They were. They were up at the top end of the. Well, they were all, all season they were up at the top end of the Premier League. They were all. They were always in the race for the top four at, at the bare minimum. So, they're one of the Premier League's, you know, challenges, if you like. Now, can they go and build on it? That's that's the key. I many and I like what I like about this as well. The final point on me is Liverpool finished second. The last three times Liverpool have finished second in the Premier League, um, the. 2002, they went and wasted money on Juve and Jao and Bruno Shiru and never, never built. 2008, nine, Aquilani, Aquilani and Alonso was the thing, and then 2013, 14, what left and everything else happened. This feels like strengthening a strong position rather, rather than cutting corners or rather okay. than gambling and, and and trying to throw darts at the board and see what sticks. This sounds like this seems like a coherent plan, and hopefully, hopefully the deal gets done, and hopefully it, it's as good a deal as. We think
2: it is. Yeah, uh, as you mentioned, there's no real threat of you know, Barcelona or Real Madrid swooping in and, and taking yeah. whoever. Coutinho has been tentatively linked to Barcelona, yeah. but we don't think yeah. that there's much in that, do we, long term? No, I, so I, Liverpool will build them from a position of strength, and yeah. you know that can only improve the Reds. And, and they might now be able to score against Southampton if this <laughs> deal
0: actually comes through. Yes, right, I think, I think that should do us. Uh, join us again uh, later this week, where we'll be looking probably a bit more at Van Dijk and certainly a bit more at the uh, transfer window to come. Cheerio.